0: Today is a special episode. We're sitting down with Dr. David Clark. He's a Christian psychologist and a well-known author who has helped countless women and even some men break free from abuse. We're gonna be talking about his new book, 20 Lies That Keep You With Your Abuser, reclaiming your identity, your worth in Christ, and your freedom. We've got a lot to unpack, so let's get started. Welcome to the
1: Expedition Marriage Podcast. We're Chris and Jamie Bailey. We're married, we're Christian counselors, and we're marriage coaches. We're here because we want to help you have what we have, a God-centered, fun, connected marriage filled with friendship and laughter.
0: And we know what God has done for us, and we trust that He can do the same thing for you. So, no matter where you're at in your marriage, join us as we share biblical truth, practical tips, and lots of laughs along the way. Get ready, because we're going to help you.
1: Enjoy the journey. Okay, Dr. David Clark, welcome back. We are really excited to have you back on the podcast. Uh, I actually referred to it on the last episode. I said how much fun we had. And Jamie's like, well, if you think of talking about abusive, narcissistic spouses is fun.
0: Good <laughs> times for counselors, how counselors no. party. <laughs> yeah,
2: there seems to be something wrong about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. We just
0: really enjoyed
2: that. Yeah. But no, we, had, we really had a great
1: time. It was very informative. It was extremely useful. Um, and actually, it was one of our most downloaded mm-hmm. episodes to date, by far.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, um, yeah. Cool.
1: And that really speaks to the need. I mean, that speaks to this this hole that we have in our our, our society, our culture, even in the, in the Christian, you know, the mm-hmm. church, right? The body of how much the enemy has taken what God has meant for good mm-hmm. and has twisted it. And, and a twisted God design, like He always does, and tries to make us believe a lie and substitutes the lie for the truth.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so last time we were with you, we talked about your your book, um, "Enough Is Enough." Mm-hmm. It's the step by step plan how to leave your abuser in a nutshell. And and this is another book that kind of goes along with that one. And it gets really practical. And I love I love mm-hmm. we're going to talk about that the oh, way you formatted so this. Yeah. But this one, what we're going to talk about today is twenty lies that keep you with your your abuse or one of your most recent books
2: yeah yeah this answer so- a key pre-step of course you're going to ask this question i'll just anticipate it we find <laughs> that a number of abused spouses especially ladies they're not able to apply the enough is enough book and mm-hmm. get it they say i'm abused I, I can get out god wants me out here's how to do it but because they're codependent they, they keep, they're stuck so yeah. 20 lies, I should have put a hammer on the cover because it's a hammer. It's relentless. <laughs> yeah. Explode the lies that fuel codependency so they can get stronger over time and then leave. Then they can yes. apply it up as enough.
0: And yeah. and that was exactly going to be the question. What led you to write this book? And I mm-hmm. think that's exactly it. Like They hear it and they feel it and they believe it, but they're not quite ready. And so here's this second book where you're going to go a little deeper and be a little stronger. And then you're going to send them right back to the other book and go, okay, now you're ready. Now go follow yeah, the plan.
2: Now you're ready for my steps. Right. Yes. And, so, and this way- I get to sell two books, which is good too.
0: (laughs) There you go. There you go. Which is great. And like, again, this is, and no offense to you, but we don't want this to be our most popular episode. Mm -hmm. We don't want our our popular episodes to be about narcissistic abuse and abusive marriages, but sadly they are. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're all trying to change here. And I think the three of us collectively, and I'm going to point this out every time, this isn't about pro-divorce. No. We're not Uh. about... Ending marriages and promoting divorce—we will all three say that.
1: Reasons for outs,
0: right? Your (laughs) podcast—it's—it's called "I Don't Want a Divorce," (laughs) right? But sometimes that's what's heard in these situations, and so I just want to clarify right out of the gate: this is about what we're about—is healthy marriages. What we're about is protecting people, mostly the women, but -hmm. there are some men in there as well. We're about protecting them and allowing them to have the chance at having a healthy marriage. And being able to pursue the peace that God provides for them. And so if you're listening, hear us clearly. We're not promoting divorce around here. We're actually rolling out the red carpet at your best shot for a healthy marriage.
2: Mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more. We give the abusive spouse a golden opportunity, Mm -hmm. maybe his last or her last, to actually make the changes so that the marriage can be saved and be great. They may not come through, but they're going to be given the chance.
1: Right. Yes. Yeah. At least, yeah. Like like you said, it's giving them a golden opportunity, something that often they don't, if, you know, if it does end up in divorce, it's usually just one does have enough, but they don't have the plans. They end Mm -hmm. up, if they do leave, they leave with nothing, they leave broken, and there's no chance at restoration.
2: Right. Right. And we're also saying what the church often misses is that the the abused spouse is also important. Mm -hmm. The the lady and her kids, for heaven's sake, with a man and his kids, they're important, too. Let's get strong. Let's get healthy. And then based on that, from position of strength, okay, okay, abuse, abusive spouse, here's your chance. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's the way to do it. We, I've, I've seen that work many times.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I just want to share this. We had, we put out an Instagram post the other day and it was kind of about husbands. When you ignore your spouse, when you neglect her, speak unkindly, do all these toxic behaviors, you're, you're teaching her how to essentially live without you when you're not giving her any attention, when you're abandoning her. And we had a man who had come on there and asked for, do you think this could be grounds for divorce? And I'm like, potentially, but I also think it's grounds for great healing. And Mm -hmm. he asked for scripture to back that up, the grounds for divorce. So he's coming in hot. He's the reason why we're doing this episode. And I gave him all these scriptures, many that you share about the sin and how you treat somebody in sin. And he replies back with, well, none of these, I find it interesting that you gave me a lot of sin scriptures, but not many on marriage and divorce. And my response is, this is a sin problem. (laughs) The covenant of marriage, just because you're married, it does not mean you get to ignore the consequences of sin. The marriage covenant does not protect you from needing to be a godly husband.
2: All right. God's very clear with the standard. Yes. And so, so many are far below that. And when you don't meet God's standard, there are consequences. Yes. Yes. And the so marriage. these
0: issues that we're talking about, these are sin issues that happen to be in a marriage. Right. It's not necessarily about the marriage covenant as much as it's about what you do in regards to sin, unrepentant, continuous sin. Right?
2: Right. And that always does tremendous damage. But God's the God of restoration. You just got to do it his way.
0: Yes. And if we get
2: back to what he says to the wife in scripture and to the, the husband in scripture after we get past the abuse and healing up, heal up, it'll work. It works every time it's dry.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: And I just I just thought of this question, and maybe this is something that I
1: don't want to put you on the spot. But why do you think that all of the emphasis ever gets put onto the person who's being abused mm-hmm. and that the abuser doesn't ever usually get held to having to mm-hmm. uphold what scripture tells them that they have to uphold?
2: No, I've seen that a million times, and so have you, Jamie and Chris, Mm -hmm. especially well-meaning pastors. It's like the old boys club. If the husband is the abuser, he's given a pass. Mm -hmm. It's like a a guy thing. I don't want to confront him. And the thinking is, boy, if I I confront him, he might walk out of my office. I might lose him from the church. Well, who cares? He needs to be held accountable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, but I've come across wives who are the abusive ones. Hey, speak truth. Mm. But they're often given a pass. And the other person, I think the thinking is, of course, it's gutless on the one level, but also the thinking is, well, his other person is the one that really wants to change the marriage, the one that's not abusive. And so I'll go that way. And mm-hmm. if you do this and this, well, maybe maybe this will appease the abuser and he'll change. That's never been true in the history oh. of the world. Right. No, 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 no. That feeds right into the abusive guy's mindset or, mm-hmm. or the woman. Yeah, you keep trying for the next 20 years. There'll be nothing left of you. And I still won't change because you're not good enough.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And where scripture actually tells the the pastors, these are the people you should be driving out of the church. (laughs) Right.
2: We we don't want them. If they leave, good, have a party. We don't want that gumball here because the other sheep are poisoned. Yes. Right,
0: right. Oh, yeah, and, and they're modeling to the world what we're saying Christianity is about. And mm-hmm. that's a horrible example. And we don't really want to associate with horrible examples of who Jesus is.
2: Right, the right, I admire the pastors who bring them, I'd say the man's the abuser, brings it in, confronts him, protects the wife and children. If mm-hmm. he doesn't respond to accountability right away, scripture in Matthew 18, these steps are taken right away, then he is excluded from the fellowship. Mm-hmm. That is a strong message to everybody in that church and every abused spouse. It's huge. It just happens so rarely. It's right. ridiculous.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. And then you had mentioned earlier in our, our conversation and also in your book, you talk about this Christian codependency or, you know, that, that could you help people understand what it is that you mean by a being a Christian
2: codependent? Here's what I mean. I put this in the context, as you know, of abuse. If you're codependent to the greatest guy in the world who loves you, treats you like a queen, I mean, really, who cares? That's not super healthy, but whatever. (laughs) I don't care about that. I'm talking about abuse. So basically, if you're a Christian codependent, you are giving up your identity, who you are, what you think, what you feel, your dreams, your gifts for the Lord. uh, All that, who you are in the pursuit of trying to change. It's a fruitless, unbiblical pursuit trying to change your abuser. That mm-hmm. is your whole life. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's not going to work because that's never worked on the history of mankind. It's <laughs> not biblical, and you'll be destroyed along with your kids in the process. He's mm-hmm. not going to change. That's the game. He loves you trying. Mm-hmm. He's, he knows you're still in the game. No, that is what keeps so many women especially stuck for decades. Mm. And they're told by the church very often, yeah, keep trying, sweetheart. Keep on trying. You're not doing well enough. Yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. God says to the man, there are no caveats. Here's what you're supposed to be like. To love her as Christ loved the church. That's the standard. Doesn't matter what the wife does. Right. So, yeah, that's that's and it's fueled by lies. That's why I wrote the book. There's 20 lies I hear over and over. So of you in your practice mm-hmm. that just fuel the Christian codependent woman. And mm-hmm. she stays and she stays and she stays.
0: Yeah. And and that's really a sad thing. Like, so if you're a woman listening to this, and you're giving sacrificing all of yourself, if you're losing your identity, if you're unable to do things you love, if, if you're not finding any joy in your life, you might be in this situation, you you might Uh have fallen prey to Christian codependency. And one thing you know that we both talked about and love about your book is you have divided it into three parts. And it's very real. It's real talk. Mm -hmm. It's practical. And, you know, as we were reading it ourselves, it's almost like Dr. Clark pulled up a chair (laughs) and is sitting next (laughs) to me going, here, let me tell you some truths. Let me support you. Let me encourage you and tell you some truths. And and you start off with the part one is the voice of the abused. Mm -hmm. And I love this so much because your main goal in there is what does abuse look like, sound like, and feel like? Because that's if we don't have a proper picture of what's normal, we'll never be able to recognize what is abnormal. And when we're mistreated, and you know, as you know, and talk about often, it's like many of these women they grew up with this model for them,
2: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: and they have no idea to them, it's, it's to familiar. us, yes, uh-huh. it's abuse. To them, it's familiar and, and it's normal. And so I love that you break that down because you tell some of these stories of verbatim what women have told you. And sometimes like when you're in the middle of it and it's your own story, you don't see it. But the way you bring the voice of other abused women it helps them see it clearly, and we'll often get emails from abused women, and sometimes we'll, I'll email them back and go, could you please read this as if it were a friend who said that to you, and now yeah. tell me what you think of it.
2: Right. See, that changes the perspective. Mm-hmm. It does. But now I know it's wrong. That, that's abuse. Right. It's It's very
0: clear. So I love that you do that. And I want to read one of them here so we can talk about it because this is one of uh, the voice of an abused woman you have here. Um, It's they accept no blame for anything. And i chose this one because I think it's a very common one and it's in quotes. It says, it's amazing how nothing is ever his fault. It's the work supervisor's fault. It's the neighbor's fault. It's the government's fault. It's his family's fault. If it's a marital issue, it's always my fault. And he thinks he's perfect. And is that something you see a lot as well?
2: Oh yeah. Classic narcissist slash emotional abuser. And that's mm-hmm. one of the hallmarks. I mean, any normal person, okay, you make mistakes. Yeah. I'm sorry I said that. That was that was irresponsible. I've got this issue. These guys never do that. Never their fault. And if you get an apology here and there, it's usually when other people are around just to make them look good. It is not mm-hmm. real. They're not really sorry. Yeah, mm. if you catch them watching porn or, or being involved in an affair or, or hitting one of the kids, you know they're sorry they got caught.
0: Right, maybe, but
2: that's as far as it goes. There's yeah. no empathy, no real conscience of wow. That's why there's no brokenness, so there can't be repentance.
0: Mm. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. and, and that's so the lady, what... but the lady says, I, "Okay, it, then it must be all my fault." Right, yeah. and they're really good at as you know at convincing the woman. They're master liars,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and they'll convince her it's literally all her fault.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Because you get beat down in that process Mm -hmm. and eventually you just cave and there's confusion in there. And, you know, we tell people all the time, it's not a real apology if there's no changed behavior.
2: Yeah. Right. It's bogus.
0: Yes. It's just empty Mm -hmm. words. And another one of those things. So that for sure is abusive, Mm -hmm. you know, to have that.
1: Well, and I was going to say, this is just another reason why, you know, if you're listening, if you're in this situation, another good reason to do something about getting out and changing the situation, because this is what your kids are going to think is normal. Mm-hmm. They're going right. to think this is what I put up with and that I should be subjected to.
2: They're learning their lessons.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. If, if my wife Sandy comes to me and there's, there's many times when she, she's describing it and I'm thinking that's not how it happened. Uh, that's not my perspective. <laughs> okay, who cares? I've learned after 40 years, whatever. Right. If, she's hurt, if she's upset, I did something. I'm wrong. I'm sorry. Talk it through. Help me understand what happened and then make the change rather than fighting her. These guys will fight you in every turn and they'll shout you down. And so, as you said, Jamie, yeah, they'll just stop. You stop bringing it up because it's just not worth it. Yeah. Right. Just ravish.
0: That leads right into another, another topic, another one I had chosen as well because we hear it. It's the husband who's not willing to talk about things. Mm. They don't mm-hmm. want to have conversations. They don't want to talk about what's bothering you. They don't want to put any effort in change. And so if you're married to a husband who is completely checked out and unwilling to change, that's abuse. And I don't think many women know that that is an abusive behavior.
2: Right. And the pastor will say and their friends will say, well, that's what guys are like. Mm-hmm. no that's not true mm-hmm. even if it was true it'd still be wrong but no that's not a reasonable guy Uh uh-uh. yeah. you can't have anywhere close to a healthy marriage as you know unless you can talk about anything anytime and get through it and listen and respect you can even disagree that's fine saying and i do all the time but i respect what she says and feels and she does the same thing for me and then we work it out yeah with so these abusers you never get that far oh no i'm right you're wrong shut up
0: yeah or and the just- silent
2: treatment just, yeah. I will talk to you, I'll punish you now. Yeah. Either by yelling or shutting down for weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And then I act like these guys will just suddenly, one day after two weeks, act like nothing happened. Yeah. And, okay, let's just, you, you've suffered enough, I've decided, and let's just carry on. Of course, that topic is never discussed. Mm-mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh, Disaster. That is emotional abuse. Yeah, know? it yeah. is.
0: And it's abandonment. You know, you are abandoning your spouse in that, and that in right. itself is
2: abusive as well. Yeah, you've every learned your lesson. ceremony. Wedding ceremony should that should be stated now because you're getting married. What that means is you will have to talk about every issue your spouse wants to talk about from now on. Yeah, that's too bad. Yeah, we see people going. Wait a minute, I don't think I'm going to get married. Okay, fine, because yeah. that's yeah. the deal.
0: Yeah, yeah. that I'm is not true sure really,
2: any other relationship, friend, coworker. You yeah, cut them off. Who cares? But your spouse. No, no, no. you got to deal with it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it is that two becoming one. And so therefore, if it's a problem for my spouse, it's, it's, a problem. it needs to be a problem. It needs to be important to me.
2: Mm-hmm. That's that one flesh. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm affected too. Yeah. Even if I don't know what happened exactly, it happened. Let's talk. And of course, as you talk it out, you can understand the triggers and what happened. Maybe it was something from her past. I don't know, but you're right there with her or him mm-hmm. and you're talking it out. And that's how you learn to grow together.
0: Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that example of what love actually looks like. And, you know, the second part of your book, because, you know, we talked about you got three parts here. The second part is where you get into the lies. Mm-hmm. That's the 20 love lies that. and the yeah. breakdown in this. Man, Dr. Clark, it's so good. It's so it good. is so well, good. Thank you.
2: Not, not everybody likes my books. I appreciate that you say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's great because like you bring so much scripture to this. and mm-hmm. And so all throughout that part of the book, it's here's the voice of the abused again. And then you talk about the fears, because every voice they have, every lie they have, there's an underlying fear underneath that. And then you're like, here's what it is. Let's talk about the real issue. Yeah. Now here's some scripture. Mm -hmm. Here's some scripture. (laughs) And then I love this part, the experience of DC, David Clark. (laughs) And I love this because this is you sharing, like you've been in practice, you've been doing this for over 30 years. And there is a lot to be said about that. And Mm -hmm. we hear, and I'm sure you get the same thing every once in a while. Well, you know, men are abused too. Men are in these situations too. But based on all of our collective experience, who are we hearing from? Right. We're hearing from the wives and and that's where the problem is. And, And so that's a whole lot of wisdom you're able to bring into this book as well. And then you wrap it all up in this section with giving them actions. Mm-hmm. And these are like practical, Very practical actions. Like here's the the scripture to meditate on. Visualize this, close your eyes and get this picture. And you can tell all throughout this book that you are all in going, I want you to get this. Yeah, like right. what's in it for the woman? Like if they get this, what what is it going to do for them?
2: It's gonna, freedom comes to mind. You, you're, you're, mm. you're caught now, you're a slave and there's mm-hmm. no way out. No, there is. This is freedom. This mm. is health, emotional health, spiritual health, great for your kids. Plus, it's giving your, your spouse, the abusive person, a chance to change. It's all those yes. things. And so that's, and even those small steps that I cover in each, in each life chapter, James, as you said, even small little steps can be significant mm-hmm. along the way, over five, six, seven months to get you strong enough. So, okay, now I can now begin to act. Mm. Yeah. These ladies, they're just paralyzed. They're stuck. They're going nowhere. Yeah. And all the lies are filling their head. Well, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. No, no, you can't. Yeah. yeah. You forget who's inside of you. You forget, because most of these are Christians. You've forgotten what God can do. Right. Mm-hmm. You see, how, uh, for this, I can't get a job. It's not good for the kids. And I, you know, I, I'm not able to do whatever. All the lies, it's not abuse, et cetera. No, no, no. He can overcome all those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And that is, and so if you're thinking you're considering getting this book, I want you to really hear Dr. Clark's voice and heart in yeah, this. Hear the heart. This is a man in this book because this is you're not a, you don't pitter patter around here. You're like, <laughs> here's the hard truth. You're a direct speaker. And it's because you know what you're fighting for. Mm. Like, so if you're mm-hmm. picking up this book, it might step on your toes. It might scare you the mess out of you. But what you're doing is you are fighting for their peace for their freedom, for their children, for their generations to come after them. That's a big thing. And so I respect so much that you step into it going, Mm -hmm. I'm not playing Mm -hmm. around. I'm going to call this for what it is because I want you to have all of those things that God wants for you.
2: Yeah, getting into Uh battle. It's really Mm -hmm. God talking. I I try to convince him, as you do, God, if God was, if you were talking to God and you can't in prayer every day, what would he say? He'd say, get out, get strong Mm -hmm. enough and get out. And I like him. I'm going to accept no excuse. And Mm -hmm. I've heard them all for not getting out. Yeah. I've seen the carnage on the other end. Mm Right. I'm 45. I'm 55. I'm 65. My kids hate me. I'm, I'm, I'm devastated emotionally, physically. I'm miserable. My life is over. No, no, no. Of course, i didn't even not help some seven-year-olds get out and their mm-hmm. life opens up it's yeah. never too late but do it as soon as you can yeah because mm-hmm. yeah. these guys are never going to stop they're no. just not
0: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
1: there's no reason to
0: no and they may right. very well leave mm-hmm. you hanging high and dry anyway and you like may spend bambi, all
2: these years at some point bambi will come along and he'll he'll dump you for her it's exactly i've seen that happen a million times too yeah don't yeah. don't or he'll just dump you anyway don't do that
0: hmm
1: Right. Get out yeah. now. Well, and even then you said they're they're slave to sin. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to be slaves to sin. Yeah. They're, they're, we have a new life. We are slave to sin no longer. And so to continue down that road, we are going against what God says he wants for us, against what he called us.
2: Mm-hmm. That's a good point, Chris. When you when you enable sin, you sin. Mm. yeah and you're harming your kids now these ladies don't mean to, but that's what it comes down to they are not following what the Bible clearly teaches that you are not to be treated this way right,
0: right. and I love that because um that kind of goes into chapter three or the third the third
2: part the yeah. third
0: step, but so many women are staying because they're they don't want to disappoint God they're following scripture is what they believe mm. they want to be the good godly wife, but what you're saying is the exact opposite yeah and so And Truly, if they want to follow God, then they will do, you know, what he actually calls them to, and they will also quit enabling their husbands to continuously, repeatedly walk in sin. That's not helping their husbands. When they stay and cowtail to what their husbands are doing in abuse, they're actually encouraging them to keep sinning. Mm.
2: Mm -hmm. They absolutely are. And when I can show them biblically... Here are the verses that are misapplied by many pastors, by certainly by your abuser, or even by you, to a whole different mindset. No, God says something different given this situation. It's not the usual marriage. Right, this is abuse. This is sin. So if that can be repeated, then these are godly women, most of them. Mm-hmm. They'll say, oh, it like opens up their mind. I, I'm not following scripture now.
1: Mm. Yes. and mm-hmm. uh, yes. That's pretty powerful.
2: Oh, yeah. very powerful
1: yeah well that's like you know that that third part did you have something no go that? ahead okay yeah that third part because you're you talking about Bible verses that get twisted and you know and, and that of course speaks a lot to the the amateur apologist in me um you know because I <laughs> that very appealing to me I mean that was one of the first things when I came to Christ I read everything I could get my hands on um one because I wanted to make sure I was making the right decision but two <laughs> I was just so enamored and fascinated by who Jesus um is and was and just so I just I I devoured it. Mm-hmm. Um, but so you've got examples in there of these commonly misused scriptures that are twisted. Mm-hmm. And look, God's not, God is not got a kind of confusion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't twist things. So who's twisting it, right? The same one who twisted when he was speaking to tempting Jesus, taking these verses and and taking them out of contest and and twisting them. Well, mm-hmm. he, goodness, back all the way to Genesis three. Mm-hmm. Scott, is that really what God said?
2: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and these well-meaning pastors who've been trained this way and don't understand they're coming with a mindset a certain mindset that you have to stay it's not abuse keep trying harder and then they'll cherry-pick verses to support that
1: Mm -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. now with serious sin god's clear you confront it you deal with it if there's no change you get away from it you get away from that sinner
0: Yeah. Yeah. And God's word should not harm us. Oh, yeah. And so if they're twisting up different verses, and I think Chris has a couple that we actually want to go over with you to bring clarity to. But if we're reading a verse or if a pastor is sharing a verse and the result of it, is you staying in abuse and you losing yourself and you being harmed. That's not God. Mm -mm. God's plan with his word is never to cause us harm. Now, it can hurt us a little bit, but for our betterment. Betterment. And it will never be for our betterment to be belittled and beaten down and emotionally abused and, and abandoned and disregarded
2: if God would ever want that.
0: Yes. And of course,
2: they're sold the bill of goods that this is the right thing to do. Even if it never works, you're honoring God. No, you're not. You think yeah. you are. He's yeah. not honored by that because you're going against the word. And of course, it never works. Proving it's not biblical. I never should have worked one time. Right.
0: Yeah. And that's where your, the experience of D.C. comes in. There's a lot to be said for that. You've do 30 years and you don't see this work. That holds weight. That Holds weight, God's mm-hmm. word holds the most weight, but you're coming in pretty close there with 30 years
2: experience. It's a long time. I tell you, I'm a grizzled veteran, I know stuff. <laughs>
0: <Yes>. <laughs> love
1: it. No, so, so, excuse me, I said I did actually pull a couple examples. One was the one that you have about First Corinthians 7.10, 10 uh, to the married. I give this charge, not I, but the Lord. So, of course, oh, it's God talking. Mm-hmm. Um, the wife should not separate from her husband. But if she does, she should remain unmarried, or else be reconciled to the husband, and the husband should not divorce his wife. You know, right. that's you you, you set you give that setup about how that you know oh so you can't separate.
0: You know?
2: mm-hmm. That's what they're being that's, told. That's that's a general principle, and we see five verses later, First <laughs> Corinthians seven fifteen, a totally different story. If there are a different set of circumstances, chronic, unrelenting abuse, the abandonment of the non believer, those are the two things mentioned there. Yes, you should leave. Mm-hmm. So we know that those those two don't go together. But the pastor won't read you the second verse. Right. Okay, well, yeah. I'm supposed to stay here and get beaten to death, if not physically, then emotionally.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I,
2: I simply can't separate. No, no. There are three reasons for divorce. If those are reasons for divorce, there are obviously reasons for separation as well.
1: Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And for those of you who are driving and don't have access to your Bible mm-hmm. right now, verse 15 says, but if the unbelieving partner separates, let it be so. In such case, the um, brother or sister is not enslaved. It's not enslaved, people. Mm-hmm. God has called you to peace.
2: Mm. That's a clear example. That's one example of, okay, you can get out. You're, you're released. Works.
1: Yeah. Well, and you also talked about, look, if their people are acting like an unbeliever, we're supposed to discipline them, as, and eventually, mm-hmm. if they don't change and they don't turn, they're treated like an unbeliever. Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, and my sense is, you've seen this too, many of these narcissists, in fact, are not followers of Jesus Christ.
0: Mm. right they say they
2: are they they act they're they're active in the church or the finance committee they give their wonderful whole at home no there's no fruit yeah right. and they're they're monsters and so that no that that doesn't jive now, i'm not going to say who's a christian and who's not but based on behavior <laughs> makes right. you wonder sure right. oh
1: yeah.
0: And, yeah and we are we're when we when our kids were little one of the things we would always tell them like you know picking their friends and all that is do a fruit check What's the fruit in their lives? You know, what are they producing? How are yeah. they acting like we can't? I mean, the Lord is the only one who knows who is truly saved and who nope, is not, sure. but we get some pretty substantial clues. You
2: well, know, we do. It's yeah. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. And so that fruit check should apply in your marriage as well.
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. should. So. <laughs> OK, well, so we have and let's let's talk about another one just right. We we're not going to give them all away. But Ephesians 5.22. Why this? Because, of course, this one is so used and misused and twisted. It drives me up. Whoa! Wives submit to your husband as to the Lord as you know, so submit to your husband as if they're God, um, which we're only going to have one God. Right. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ
2: is the head of the church. Right. Another classic, the abused wife is beaten to death with a submission passage. When we know from Scripture itself, of course, that you do not submit to someone who's in serious sin, Mm. who's destroying you and your children. No, we have a different set of verses for that. We've got Matthew 18, Romans Mm. 16. We've got, okay, First Corinthians 5. Let's second Timothy 1 through 5. Let's let's get away from that person. He's doing so much damage and harm. You don't mm-hmm. submit to that. I would never be in favor. But the but the message is: I don't care what he's doing. You have to submit to him. That's not true.
1: No, yeah. and it's not the message. Because Paul's very systematic. He he unfolds in you know the message that God gave him. He unfolds it in a very um, teachable way that builds on it. And and I always love to point people to well, you point people to Ephesians five twenty five that the husband is to first. You know, well here let me let me not. He's
0: got the greater calling in this. He's supposed to go yeah. first. Husbands
1: love their oh, right. wives as Christ loved mm-hmm. the church. And gave himself up for her.
2: Mm-hmm. Wow! Talk about the level of responsibility—far above the wife's responsibility. No absolutely,
1: mm-hmm. absolutely. And then even five twenty-one submitting to one another out of reverence. That's where it starts off. are we submitting to one another? Mm-hmm. That if we're not doing five twenty-one, who's who's thinking even thinking about doing five twenty-two?
2: Well, right. I, I submit to my dear wife, Sandy. She's my wife. She's brilliant. You know, she's she's, she's raised the kids. She's a great grandmother. She's my life partner. Of course, I listen. And 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 many times in key decisions, we will do it her way because she's smart. And I'm missing something. <laughs> okay. Or she's yes. know, they're intuitive. She'll yes. say, no, I'll stay away from that person. I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I'm a psychologist, but she knows. you know what and it turns out she was right yeah right yeah she'll say if she's snarky i was right again wasn't
0: i fine (laughs) and you know what like dr clark that is like great leadership in a husband right there Mm -hmm. one that honors and respects his wife and gives her you know time for her opinions and values her input it's not meant to be this domineering you do what i say wife and that's That's not it he hands
2: down the stone tablets. No, no. Now there's been times we've talked through an issue thoroughly and prayed over it. I hear her and I'll make, as the man, I have to make Mm -hmm. a different decision or I do, but she can follow that because I've totally heard her out, listened to her, considered it, prayed with her over it. Okay. That's happened rarely, but when it does happen, I got to break the tie. It worked because she's been given full, you know, hearing.
0: Yeah. Because Mm -hmm. you have loved her like Christ loves the church.
2: Yeah. Which is
1: 533. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, I'm sorry. You'd you love to let each of you love his wife as himself, mm-hmm. where Paul circles back around to that. Oh, right.
2: Yeah. And we all love ourselves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's pretty strong, too. Yeah. Hey, it, you got a cut in your knee. It's, it's, a, it's a federal case. You know, well, <laughs> treat her the same way. Of course, there's both standards. There's as yourself and as, as Jesus loves the church. Oh, man, why?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Men have a big job. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: They really do. And it it really is sad when we see a lot of the church and a lot of, you know, well-meaning people focus way more on the wife's call to respect her husband and submit to her husband than we hear about the role of the husband to to act like Mm -hmm. Jesus, to love and care for his wife. Not calling him up. Yeah. And in these abusive situations, the focus should never go on the victim doing more it should be put on the abuser and far too often that is silence. And so we like love that you are calling this out. We love mm-hmm. that. This is practically your entire ministry here and that you've written these books that are so practical and helpful and hard hitting because we're dealing with abusers here. We need to be hard. Got to be
2: clear. Right. Right.
0: We, and i like and, the hammer.
2: I've known as the hammer and there's no velvet glove. It's just the hammer.
0: <laughs> yes, and that's okay. We'll be Dave your velvet glove heart. a little. <laughs> Although I'm a bit of a hammer of a hammer myself over here, yeah. but <laughs> but when it's something that you know is truth and you you can actually save somebody and advocate for them, not mm, promote mm-hmm. divorce, but you know what? I can help save you by speaking God's truth over you. And so we love so much that you have provided these resources. And, you know, we'll go back to episode 70, if you haven't listened to that, where we talked about your book, Enough is Enough. Start there, jump in there, but grab these books, get Enough Mm. is Enough. Mm -hmm. Many of the women we've heard from already have made big changes in their lives, and all of them have included a response of, it's so good to have peace. Mm. Yeah. And Amen. that's what we're fighting for. There's big stakes in this in this game that we're playing here, you know, and so grab that book, you can grab it on Audible, which is what a lot of women seem to be doing because you don't want to leave it for, around. Exactly.
2: Right, Mm -hmm. safer to do that. Yeah,
0: Yeah. so it's available in all those formats. And then go grab this book as well, 20 Lies That Keep You With Your Abuser. It is practical. It is filled with so much biblical truth and just easy to apply things. And it really is like, you're going, hey, let me sit, let me grab a chair next to you and in love, tell you all the things you need to hear while also bringing empathy and understanding and getting why you're stuck. But I'll grab my hand and I'm gonna help you pull you out.
2: Yeah, here, 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 oh. I'm going to get you out of the pit, right? Yeah, and the so, 20 Lies, of course, they can only find on my website because it's self-published. Christian <laughs> Publishers weren't quite ready for this one. I didn't even ask.
0: Yeah. I, I <laughs>
2: but it's also an ebook, so they can do the ebook yeah. route too. That's fine. Oh, great. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and so we just encourage you to get that. And, and Dr. Clark, we are so grateful for your time with us again because you have a very needed message. I wish it wasn't as needed, but hopefully the more we do this, the less needed it will be. Because we're we're stopping it from continuing in generations, mm-hmm.
2: well, and so right. that Thank is it. Thank you a, so much, uh, yeah. Jamie, we, Chris, I love your ministry, love what you're doing. We are kindred spirits. We're on the same page. Yeah.
0: Yes, we are. Same page, same team. <laughs> That's it. That's right. And God's with us too. He's with we, us, and you've got all has, the scripture. He's better. Be
2: we need him. That's right.
0: right. So you can connect with Dr. Clark and go directly to his website. And that's where you can get this new book. It's davideclarkphd.com. Go through, like shop his stores. He's got so many great titles and you'll know if you need the book just by the title, it will jump out at you and you will (laughs) know if it's for you. But he also has an amazing service, his phone advice line, where you can actually Call him Mm -hmm. and go through a strategy, get his support, get his step-by-step help, and you can have those 45-minute phone calls, but you can find all of that on his website, again, which is davideclarkphd.com. All this information will be in our show notes. Go grab some of his resources. So thank you again so much, Dr. Clark, for your time and for your ministry. We love what you're doing. God bless you and
2: your ministry. Mm -hmm. And the same to you, Jamie, Chris, same to you.